0: What's up, heart soul humans? So I spent ten minutes trying to find a message that I sent to Neil on November second. Apparently, um, oh, the start of November. This is the start of November. Yeah, exactly. And this, this is how we this start this November episode. Was apparently your first birthday gift of the month. So this is yes. super embarrassing, but uh, I'm gonna play it for you guys. I basically rapped for Neil. I <laughs> love accident. it. Oh no. Yeah. All right, guys. Here we go. This is gonna be terrible sound quality, but bear with us. What that thing do, so Shit. god damn motherfucker. So fine, so flying from behind. Wanna take you like a rind of cheese? <laughs> don't even don't even got me saying please. Just want you on your knees. Uh give that ass a squeeze. Thank Jesus, baby better believe this, baby. Call me this baby, because I'm from the South. But this sticky your mouth. That's all I got, man. I really did it. I, I did my best. Uh, this, this is why I'm white. Cletus, Let's go! Let's go. <laughs> Oh, as that went on i was just getting plowed into the ground by how embarrassing it was but oh i, I, I do it because I, I love you
1: thoroughly enjoyed that thank you for that beautiful birthday present <laughs> <laughs> and for sharing that with the audience as a even better evolution of that present oh sheesh <laughs> yeah that was great and just like the little pauses like
0: and there's more <laughs> You exactly, just think it's gonna end and he's finally gonna talk about something and then there's, there's more, more. And there's Cletus. <laughs>
1: it's better than Iceberg Slim. Which was a beautiful moment, too. I love Iceberg Slim. I forgot about that. Thank you for bringing that back up. What's up, Slim? What's up, Iceberg Slim?
0: Iceberg Slim with your cold fingers. <laughs> They're very cold. <coughs> Big City Pimpin. <laughs> All right, but so this is the last oh. episode of November. It's going to be your birthday in T-3 days. We tried to record this yesterday. That was a shit show. Beautiful shit show. Beautiful shit show. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Just like you are. You're a beautiful trash can <laughs> fire. You're like, if you were a trash can fire, you'd be like the trash can fire that like people sing music around. You know what I mean? Ah, yeah. The one, the one
1: at the beach in the beach trash can. We're all just huddled up and, you know, singing some, some playing guitar. Zach's trying to rap about Cletus.
0: Cletus. Better believe this, baby. Oh, ho. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Oh yeah. So
0: you said there was a couple things you wanted to talk about today. Um, And hopefully this sparks a few questions from me, because for the love of all things holy and all things unholy, I cannot, for the life of me, think of a question to ask you today. So,
1: oh, yeah. So we, we just cut that part of me dancing and you nodding and us bantering about nothing, having our Seinfeld moment. But I had a very magical morning and started with Sir Wim Hof. Decided to do some Wim Hof for the first time in a while because my gut's been wrenched for the last, like, week. Does Wim Hof and help that always you with your gut?
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: It helps everything. So if you want to do a little Wim Hof with me and just commit to, like, once a day with me, we can do it. I'm going to just, like, sit here and dance. That's a with big with fuck you yeah for do. me. But it helps my gut a ton. And I knew I needed to get back into committing to uh, my Qigong practice, too. Because I had felt like butt after all that fatigue, you know, that chlorine issue mm-hmm. that I had. That I told you about. Um, so I'm just trying to get things back in line and get my gut healthy before Thanksgiving, most importantly. That's oh, why I really was doing it because I wanted to these. be able to feast. <laughs> so um, but I did some yoga and there was this moment when I finished my practice and I was on the mat and I decided to turn the other way and just face the sun and get some sunlight on me. And then I just did a little bit more of my practice. And I just decided to close my eyes and sit there. And I just felt like I needed to sit there in like a healing position. Mm-hmm. And I did. And it was the most like divine moment of bliss. And I could feel the sun on me. I could feel the heat. I could feel the warmth. I could feel the life force. And it just felt amazing. Yeah, I felt this beautiful moment. And all of a sudden, I had this voice come up. And it's different than any time I've ever heard a voice before. Mm-hmm usually it's like a little voice in the back of my head or it's like my channel or whatever it is it's very soft and it very feels very singular like a particular voice coming through Mm -hmm. and in this moment it felt the voice was very full it was very whole and instead of being any you know like a guide or something anything beyond me it just felt like my full voice and it felt like fully me and it says wake up and, and there's there's a few other things, but what it finishes was it says you are now reborn. Hmm. And I looked to the sun, and I just felt this just moment of wholeness, this moment of freshness, this moment of really that just being reborn. And it was just the most beautiful moment. From that point, it, you know, I was just like melting in that. I was t- t- thoroughly enjoying it. But from that point i decided to go downstairs and write a poem mm-hmm. with that and i knew it needed to go into my journal little did i realize <laughs> i also was on the last day of or the last poem from my journal it was the last page of it and synchronistically like this feels like the day where it's like i've completed this whole last cycle of my of you know the illness <laughs> This is what we've talked about for this birthday for me. It's very meaningful. And I realized that this poem is poem number 59, which is also a very meaningful number for me. It's my football number. And I originally was going to let this journal be like 100 pages. And I was like, no, 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 like maybe, okay, maybe like 111 or like, okay, no, then maybe that's not, that doesn't feel right. maybe we'll do like 99 or like, whatever like no no no. i'm gonna do 59 like it's it's this is my thing so i'm gonna choose a number that's meaningful for me poems for this journal and so of course the day i finish the journal comes on this day of like this magic moment where i am just like it feel i just feel more whole than i have in a long time i feel and i get this message of that you are reborn
0: and the journal is completed on that day there have been a lot of things kind of leading up to this in your life like a lot of things just kind of coming into place coming into focus Mm -hmm. with regards to like job and fitness and there's all these other little intangible areas of your life that are kind of clicking into focus for you
1: yeah and things that you know what i've told you too like things that never really i could never have imagined being things that i would do Things that I would be drawn to, things that I would want to do. Like the old Neil would never have been interested in really any of this. And it's all these little moments of synchronicity, all these little moments of validation, all these little moments. They're just really fucking magical.
0: So it's been really cool. And there's something to be said also for like moving outside or meditating outside and feeling, just like feeling outward, mm-hmm. like you talked about when you sat there at the end and you sat in kind of a kneeling position. You could feel the sun on your skin and the air and just the whatever, whatever other intangible thing there is about that. I know personally that when I get outside and I take a moment of just complete stillness and I just try and feel outward, I get these rushes of energy into my body that without fail, every time it's just like Mm -hmm. the world greeting me Mm -hmm. because I'm acknowledging it. And some of the most whole Peaceful and like fulfilling moments I have in my life and my memory are just kind of like what you're saying, just walking outside and just being still for a second.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. I'm when yeah. I, I went on a run today too, and that's exactly what I'm imagining it's just like that moment. There was a moment that hit too, where I just like turned around and just looked. There's nothing but like green and valley and blue sky and like the cold
0: winter air, and
1: it was just amazing.
0: So I'm curious, you have a lot of things, a lot of irons in the fire right now, a lot of things that are shifting and changing. And uh, with regards to that, you know, some of these things are like fitness-based, kind of like moving towards Mm -hmm. running more, getting into either ultra ultra marathons or like triathlons, things like that, Um, shifting things in business. Where do you think all of this is headed for you? Do you think that all of these things are sticking around or do you think that this is like a chapter however many years it might be that is supposed to teach you some Mm -hmm. some lesson that helps you further down the line
1: my mind and my ego want to say like it's temporary um because everything has been that way so far. There's been things that just come in and then they finish and they come in and they finish. It's on to the next thing and whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. These things that are coming up right now feel very different and they feel very authentically just me. Um, and they feel like they're going to be around for a long time. But I think, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these, they are foundational as well. A lot of these things that I'm kind of stepping into right now and experiencing. Um, but you know, they'll grow and they'll become more. But the, I think this is just me finally stepping into the different things I'm really meant for in this life.
0: You know, with ultra marathoning triathlon, I see this theme of endurance and like grinding it out Mm -hmm. and just going and just doing the same thing over and over and over and over again, one foot after another, just for hours and days you know and i think that's kind of a broad theme and a a big a big lesson that not everybody is here to learn but those you know those folks who are here to learn the process of a long journey yeah and consistency it's fucking grueling it's it's not pretty there's something really attractive and romantic about the idea of it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean of like going on a long journey mastering something hitting your depths finding aspects of yourself that you wouldn't have otherwise found without consistent steady effort in something for a long time but boy the experience of it sucks yeah. <laughs> it's like the first day is really amazing the last day is really amazing and then there's maybe a couple of bright days in between and the rest of it is like a fucking slog yeah um so what has And it can either be with this particular thing or other areas of your life where you've had to dedicate yourself for years at a time to something consistently. What has that process been like for you? That theme is very important for me. And it's something
1: I didn't understand before. Um, Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of people reiterate that to me in different ways. You know, it's a very masculine uh, theme and it never fully resonated. And then I've had people kind of you know, push me in the other direction of like, no, you're supposed to like, you know, you're supposed to flow. You're meant to be enjoying this life. It's supposed to be easy. And then that never fully resonated. And, you know, what we're talking about right now that we've begun to talk about is like a level of wholeness that I'm experiencing and balance as well. And so it's a coming together of these two different sides where I can really commit and enjoy the process. And that's actually it right there. It's committing and enjoying. There's a level of joy that's so important for me that I've never fully been able to experience before. And that's been my intention over the last month is just really cultivating that and bring it into what I'm doing. That's my intentions when I'm running right now is just to be in it and enjoy it. Now I'm starting to push, I'm going to pull back and like and enjoy it. There's times where I'm going to push, but I'm going to make sure it's a push that I'm enjoying right now. And that's That's the foundational part of it. But it's been there my whole life. I'm actually thinking back to a moment in football. And uh, my coach, our, our philosophy was like, was hard nosed. Like, we'd just run the ball and shove it down the people, the opponent's throat. Mm-hmm. And that was the MO. And he would just say, like, push, push, push till it pops. Like, don't worry if we're not getting yards. Don't worry if we're going to turn the ball over, or whatever. Um, just keep pushing. It's going to pop. You're going to get the long one or you're going to score. And we're going to win that way. And that's what I have been taught in so many different ways through my entire life. Uh, one of the themes that came up in my session this weekend uh, with Jacqueline was you're we talking about some of my fear of failure stuff. And um, one of the things we unraveled was some of the things I've inherited from my mom. And she actually has a big... She strength is very important for mental strength strength of will um i know for her that's a compensation for other things but that is also something that i was
0: really meant to learn from her
1: and i don't know where i'm going with that
0: but i wanted to come up for you i think strength of will i'm always envious of people who have an incredible strength of will. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it, it the, the, beautiful thing about it is that it's something that can be developed by anybody right. by showing up more and more frequently over and over again, you know, and there's many variables that go into strength of will, right? There is duration. How long can you focus your attention? How long can you focus your, your willpower onto something mm-hmm. in the acute setting? How many times can you recover from the exhaustion of focusing your will and your intent and pick yourself back up and come back and do it again? You know how there's the quality of your will. And by that, that means how effective you are at zoning your attention in, right? Can you only zone 50% of your attention into one thing at any given time? Um, 100. Can you go all the way to 100? Are you somewhere in between? And obviously, there are folks who are neurodivergent. You know, people, folks with like diagnoses of ADHD. It's not what you're meant to do in this lifetime. And I'm not. I'm not trying to put this over, um. Over anything else, but I have a few friends. Obviously, I'm in you know medical school. I wrestled in high school. Um, you know, I've always had like athletic and highly achieving friends. So I've had people around me my whole life who have had incredible willpower. But it was never in my family, mm-hmm. so it was something that I always kind of watched from the outside in and and wondered how to develop. And the people who have the strongest will powers are the people who are the most successful in life, regardless of their talent, and they right. have the most humility. And these people, you know, if they have both, then they're going to be over like quote unquote overnight successes. Though those are the type of people who or 18 20 25 when they have some big break and they become rich or they become famous or they create the life of their dreams and they live a you know a modest economic life but they have an intense personal freedom because they grinded it out for so long and they had an incredible talent to boot but then you have the folks who are pretty much average at everything mm-hmm. across the board but there's something that they love and they they learned from an early age I have to be strong and I have to have willpower. And these are the people who pop in their late thirties, their forties, sometimes even their fifties and have this, what feel, what seems like to us is overnight success, but they've been grinding for decades to hone a skill, fucking things up, coming back, getting them right. And I have more admiration for the people who can continue to show up every fucking day. Or every other fucking day, it doesn't really matter. But the people who show up year after year and just take shovels of shit and make it happen, you know what I mean? Um, so it's a it's an incredibly commendable gift. What? Where did you start along that curve? Like in some of your earliest memories, what was your willpower like compared to where you are now? And are you at your peak now, or have you did you peak in terms of willpower earlier on, and now you're trying to regain it? You know, kind of what's that journey been like?
1: You read my mind. Um, that's exactly what I was thinking about as you are speaking to that. I really was a quitter for, for the large chunk of my life. I quit. Anytime things got hard, I quit. The only times I didn't were when I was committed to something bigger than me. Uh, that was football and the team. That was, and then actually finding something that I loved, but going to CrossFit, didn't quit there. And that was also though, enjoying being part of the community, wanting to be part of you know the team and go to competition with the team um, until my body quit and I couldn't do it anymore. But I, I had quit over and over so many times when things got hard in my life. Um, willpower has been fleeting for me. It's either like they had been there and very powerful or just momentary and then gone. And I think that's where, for me, I've learned that it's, you know, willpower is, is something that I'm still cultivating right now. And it is definitely, <laughs> has not peaked. It's it's, it's at that is very, I actually would say at its very earliest in what it's going to be in this lifetime.
0: Yeah. So if I I was talking about like relative peaks, you know, you'll have areas, you know, years of your life where you just have like incredible willpower, you crush ass, and then it drops again, you know, due to fatigue or whatever it might be. Um, And also I think like for the the listeners in general too, I want to make a distinction between motivation and willpower, right? When you feel a spark to do something. You're like, Oh my God, I'm going to commit myself to this thing and I'm going to fucking do it. And then you show up and after two weeks, you're like, oh, I don't know. Like I'm feeling pretty tired. I'm feeling blah, blah, blah. Right. That's Mm -hmm. the difference between motivation and willpower. Motivation is, can feel like willpower. It's the, but really it's the acute phase of interest. It's like the big dopamine hit. Willpower is, willpower doesn't feel good. You know what I mean? (laughs) It feels, you have a deep, Inner sense of satisfaction when you know that you have tremendous willpower. Mm -hmm. But you never feel good. You know, it's never a pleasurable thing. Because what willpower means is you are exerting like the very force of your being when your body and your mind say say otherwise say no. Yeah. Yeah. When your body is giving up, or when you're disinterested and you're bored, or you're fatigued and tired and your attention is wavering. It's like, how many times can you go, no, Mm -hmm. bring it back. We're doing it again. How many times can you do that? It is a miserable ass process, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but there's, there's something to be said for that. It's like sharpening the steel of who you are. And it's kind of one of those things where you look back and you go like, good for me, Mm -hmm. you know, but never in a moment, are you enjoying it? Mm No. No. And then there's, I mean, there comes a time
1: where you begin to like learn to embrace that moment, Embrace, the but suck. it's still right. It still sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'll say, you know, it's interesting as we talk about like wholeness for me, I think of it as like you go from the body and then you go into the mind, right? That's, that's where the willpower comes in. And that's kind of what you and I have been talking about when I've been sucking up all this information about racing, like body dies and it's time to really like go into the mind and override everything. Mm -hmm. The last few years for me have all been all about my body. And this year, especially this year was all about freedom for me. That's that's, that was the resounding theme for this year and finding that within my body has been freedom from a lot of, Emotional trauma, old physical life traumas, a lot of stuff that's been carried in my body. And as I'm in this transition now, it's moving more into my mind and starting to
0: get a control over that. I think it's good, right? So you've built a foundation upon which, because like the body, the body is the tool, right? Mm-hmm. The body is the tool of the soul and the soul is the focus of the willpower, mm-hmm. right? So you can't build your willpower without, I, I, sh- I can't say, you, I shouldn't say that. If you are, you know, paraplegic or quadriplegic and you exert your mind into something, you can build your willpower. But for what you're talking about, you wouldn't be able to adequately build your willpower without a solid body upon which to do it. That being said, the willpower is far more important than the body. It is all encompassing of the body. The body would be nothing without the willpower if you imagined right. at the extremes having zero willpower you would not get out of bed in the morning you would not feed yourself you would not clean yourself up after you've shit all over yourself like you would be you would have no impetus to do anything you would be basically vegetative right right um, and that's not to say that the more willpower you have the more active you are but in some senses it certainly can be um yeah. I mean, willpower fascinates me. It's It can get you up to do things at what seems like an endless volume, but it can also get you to do a small volume of things with incredible intensity, incredible focus, and incredible quality. What That's are you smiling
1: something about? Something very <laughs> funny. We're embracing willpower right now. And then I just remember like, I have a book next to my bed about willpower. And I look down to see it And I see the title and I just laugh. And it says, willpower doesn't work. And that's the title of the book.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Burn the book. But I think it's a book
1: about like discipline. Like it's just getting very specific on words and
0: intention. So, but Mm -hmm. that same theme of what we're talking about, I think is actually the theme of the book. Yeah, it's just but, a, a classic semantic thing where it's yeah. like let's <laughs> let's make some edgy statement so that people will look at our book and then yep. buy it. You know? Exactly. Yeah. But
1: you know what's funny is I bought that book at the very beginning of my uh, Saturn return. So mm. and now that I've worked through that whole period and what I've deemed this year is like the transition year out of my Saturn return. that that book. And it's actually sticking out of the shelf too, like in front of all the others. So
0: I think it's going to be read very soon. Dude, I think that there is even, I think that literally just making it through a human life, just at the most basic, you know what I mean? Just like Mm -hmm. being born, surviving for like a normal period of time and then dying, like builds very profound. (laughs) It takes a lot. Like it, it builds the willpower of the soul. Like you need to have- In like incredible willpower to not just be like, ah, I'm done with this. You know, Mm -hmm. like the, like I I say part of this because it's, it's an interesting reflection to me, at least, you know, morose as it may be, but I also, you know, don't want other people to out there to feel bad about their willpower when they listen to this to be like, Oh, I don't fucking run ultra marathons. I don't, I mean, I don't either. (laughs) I don't blah, blah, blah. I'm just like starting to set my intention to try Mm -hmm. to get a 5k. Yeah. But just, you know, in comparison to the to yeah. the folks that do that kind of stuff. Right. I mean, like, I think just being human takes a lot. Yeah. Um, and everybody's got like a different, different kind of stock level of doing things. You know, that's
1: actually one of the things, if we talk about like this, completing this cycle, um, I'm in a place right now where I just love, love, love the human experience and all things human and all things you know, when it comes to just a human life, like it's the most fascinating thing. And I speak to this like through the level of soul right now, (laughs) but my soul has hated human life. And it's been like multiple sessions where I've gone into this place of addressing that. And we go into healing work and my soul, we have to like give time, my soul, just to go like be in the stars and like out in the astral unrestricted, and give it that time just to play and relax and just be, you know, be free.
0: <laughs> At a moment like that last night, yeah. I was like finishing out my night and I just, my body felt like shit. It felt better after, after the right movement. But like, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, man? Cause I was so anxious about what's been going on with my body. And I just went like, you know what, man? Like I'll be dead before I know it, whatever, mm-hmm. you know? And then I like laughed. I was like, what a fucking weird <laughs> thought that is. You know what I mean? That's like so disjointed. You know, comparing society that's like, no, like there's nothing after death or like whatever. You get judged by God and you go to heaven or hell. Like, why would you want to die? Like, postpone it as long as possible. And I'm like, fuck that, man. Like, mm-hmm. this this experience is both beautiful and miserable. <laughs> like, like I've I've heard um, that that dying feels like taking off a tight shoe. That sounds amazing for the soul. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah i mean like i enjoy the aspects of having of having a body and living this life and there are things you can experience as a human being that you can't experience doing anything else right um that doesn't mean that there's not a tremendous amount of discomfort and suffering and emotional and physical pain that comes along with the just the stock level human experience I'm just, I keep thinking,
1: God, it's crazy how like ultra marathoning is like a thing that's so prominently in our conversation with you and I for me right now. Mm-hmm. And that's what I just thought of as you're speaking to that. Like, yeah, it's fucking sucks along the way. But one of the best moments that I'll probably ever have in my life is a moment where I cross that finish line and finish that race. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what that moment, a moment is, you know, taking off that tight shoe where it's like, yeah, I fucking did it. But it took all of that shit storm and pain to be able to feel it. <laughs> Bro, and my knee's been killing me today, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. And it's crazy. I like if we talk about quitting, I couldn't not stand running growing up. And mm-hmm. I hated cardio. And I also just carried extra mass, right? Like I was a thick dude with a lot of muscle as a lineman in football. And I would find every way out of these fucking runs. I just hate it, too. I was in elementary school. Mm-hmm. This was like all the way up to a fifth grade. I would literally bribe people to stay in the back with me when we were doing our runs because I just didn't want to be like alone back there, like just dying, miserable, <laughs> dragging ass, looking bad. Because you're yeah. in the very back of the yeah. Room. I got some lychee jellies, and everyone was loving him at that point. So I got some Ooh. lychee jellies. I'll trade you, like, hey, just like stay back with me. <laughs> and
0: it That's happened. The move. <laughs> That's the move, right there. I, uh, yeah. you know, for me, it was always a little different. Like, I, I so first of all, yeah, I do hate cardio. I've always hated cardio. I finally got decent at it at one point in my life. But if you know anything about wrestling, you know that it is like grueling when it comes Mm. to cardio. I mean, we had practices where it'd be like, all right, like we'll have a short practice day. And we'd be like, oh, fucking thank God. And they'd be like, if everybody pukes, like you have an hour and a half and I want you guys to grind until you guys are at the point of exhaustion where let's say, you know, seven of you puke. That's pretty much, that was like the cutoff kind of thing, right? and we would grind like that. Um, and I've always had bad cardio and I think, you know, part of it is like sports induced asthma, but the other part of it is like, I think genetic, I have really just fast twitch muscle. I've always been insanely strong for my size, but my cardio has always dragged ass. Like I've, I was, you know, whatever in high school I weighed like 136 pounds and I could back squat like 355 for reps, you know, like that kind of strength box jump, like 50 plus inches. And then you'd be like, all right, go run three miles. And I'd be like, all right, I'll see you guys in 30 minutes. <laughs> you know, Fuck this. I was just thinking about that the other day. I was like, how the fuck did he wrestle while having sports induced asthma? <laughs> it was rough, man. Yeah. I'd pretty much, um, had, to, I mean, I was in, insanely strong. So I basically had to like intimidate people. I'd go out there and I'd come out hot and I'd try and pin people really fast or tech people really fast. And it's called tech fall. It means like you win by 15 points. As soon as you hit 15 points above the other person, they call the match. Um, or, and if that failed and they, they lasted longer than a a period and a half, um, I would just start hurting them. (laughs) And I'm not like super proud at, at this stage of my life, but, um, I'd get called on like unnecessary roughness a lot. I'd like, you know, take somebody down and they'd base out, which basically means they're like hands and knees or like they're flat out on their stomach and they're trying to get up. And I would just put my forearm on the back of their head and I just slam their nose into the mat until they bleed. And then they'd be like unnecessary roughness and the person's bleeding. So they have to go to the corner and get like wrapped up or get like Mm -hmm. stuff in their nose. And then they got shit in their nose so they can't breathe as well. And I get a minute to rest while they're getting gauze in their nose. And then I come back out and I just start beating the shit out of them again. Um, so I just try to break people basically so that I wouldn't have to breathe hard. I mean, I legit
1: meant that when it came to like the training and all the cardio. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. to that oh, to that point though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't actually I can't imagine I've thrown up a lot of training too, but not as much as you guys. But so you don't feel as alone. Um football. My intention was to hurt people always mm. no matter what. If I could take off your helmet by hitting you so hard and take you out of the game, cool we're going to win this and I'm going to hurt
0: you. I'm going to hurt the person in front of me. I was right. I I did the same exact thing. And I think that's, you know, like an overcorrection on our parts for having been and still being extra sensitive guys Oh, fully. Like we've always been you know, if not more feminine than masculine, we've always been like in touch with our feminine sides and we've been deep feelers and it's kind of put us, you know, we not necessarily on the outside looking in in the sense that like we've ever been ostracized or like socially outcasted or anything like that. We think we've always been had good, you know, social support groups and everything like that. But within that, you always kind of feel like, oh, I'm communicating at a more shallow level than I could because mm-hmm. for me to be really talking about like the level of depth and intimacy and feeling that I have right now would, That's especially clear. in high school, would like <laughs> yeah. you like railed basically. So it was like, okay, well, if I can't be me, I'm just going to be angry. So mm-hmm. I might as well punish people. Yeah. Dude, that was
1: a very big theme for me. And I think it was one of the very first poems I'd ever written. Mm-hmm. And it was around the idea of being so close with people, right? And with all these friendships and communities and parts of these different things, yet never actually feeling like I was a part of it. And that's a, that itself is such a deep piece, right? Because I had this level of depth that couldn't be there, that couldn't be expressed. What I also realized at a later point in life was I never felt fully there because I always, there was this deep spiritual side longing to come into life and be felt and expressed. And that there was a big disconnect there. But that theme was very prevalent for me growing up. I'm it's there, like... but not not a part of it. And I'm alone.
0: In a sense, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, um, it's like an itch that can't be scratched or mm-hmm. um, a thirst that can't be quenched. And you can eventually find people who can meet that for you. Right. But I think really what that is is just the signification of not being around the right people. Yeah. Um, but when you're I in high agree. school or whatever, you're in college, not you're many around people who you're around. <laughs> will- yeah. You're around who you're around, and not yeah. many people are willing to go to that level um within themselves because they probably their life probably hasn't necessitated it you know um their their life hasn't kicked them hard enough for them to take like a good honest look at themselves Uh, yeah yeah so the only person there was one
1: person i was thinking back to like my different friendships so there was one person who i always ended up with a deep heart to hearts with and he ended up becoming a monk with me so (laughs) oh
0: no shit was that um, it was max uh, or max Yeah, yeah max so That's, that's funny. I had a, I had a a good group of friends in high school. There was like six of us and we would, uh, we would drink a lot, but like, we would, you know, get together at a homie's house and have a bunch of beers and some weed. And we would just like drink a few beers, smoke some weed. And we would just get into these deep ass conversations, like as a group and one-on-ones, I mean, dudes would cry and we'd like sit there with them, you know, like the whole thing. You know, looking back on that as like a bunch of seventeen year old dudes, I was like, "That's fucking incredible like <laughs> to to think that we created that, but that was the only place in my life where I had that, yeah,
1: and look where we are now we now to have a whole podcast about it, trying yeah, to create that space for the rest of the world to have <laughs> it now
0: we now we do it publicly <laughs> right your
1: Your biggest wounds bring you to the greatest gifts, and here we are, hot dog talking to all. 15 of the people who listen just kidding (laughs) (laughs) but yeah man it's been a beautiful journey and i'm grateful to have you here with me you too brother you fulfill my heart oh you're like my turkey bacon
0: (laughs) no one knows why i just said that but (laughs) i'm excited to see you this weekend man i'm excited to come out and grab a beer with you and go for a hike with you stand in a cold ass river do some wim hof breathing
1: bro do you want to go get cold let's do it for real for real, you want to we're no, gonna go to the pacific yes. ocean
0: oh no i don't <laughs> want to do that i want to go to the forest and get to a river but yeah because there's a trail and it's only like a mile out um we're mile like i said the out. pacific ocean as if you expected me to think that you were going to say the atlantic ocean like we were going. oh bro we're going <laughs> no teleport. we're just gonna zoom
1: and forward a little bit to the point where i'm super fucking rich all my businesses are going and i have a private jet we're just gonna go let's go bro we're gonna we're gonna go fine we'll go to hawaii instead got a penthouse we'll go on, that on both coasts coast. <laughs> yeah man it's gonna be good we're gonna get weird and then we're gonna talk about
0: it for the world to listen <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly what we do
0: well man Got a couple of days coming up before your birthday. Is there any last things you want to say on this topic before we uh, wrap things up?
1: I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for the podcast. I'm grateful for everyone who's ever listened, everyone who will, everyone who's thought of us and turned the other way and said, Hell no. I am grateful. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's been beautiful. It's been a blessing. And it's really. As much as we wanted this to help people, it helped me so, so much. It helped me to become me and what that really means.
0: So thank you. Yeah, thank you. All the same. All the same. Yeah. The transformation has been incredible. I'm thinking right. of like the first episodes of us channeling. And now we're just talking about God knows <laughs> what. <laughs> yeah. Who even <laughs> knows in hindsight.
1: <laughs> uh, all right, y'all. Well, thank you. We love you. Happy Thanksgiving. And send me a birthday wish. I love you.